Well, here we are. First edition of the Blitz podcast 2024. Jamie and I and Britton Gray with you uh, from the Green Zone. Thanks for uh, tuning in wherever you're finding us, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you find your podcasts. As we get set for the negotiating window to open up in the CFL, CFL free agency, February 13th. And one of the big players is expected to be your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Britton Gray, as Jeremy O'Day says, yeah, they're, they're gonna, they got some priorities. You got some priorities <laughs> there, Britton. He wouldn't say what those priorities are, but if you look at who they've signed, if you study this roster, it's pretty easy to see where the holes kind of still remain. I, I, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be like last year. Last offseason was the big offensive turnover, a ton of turnover on offense because they had to fix whatever was going on there. This year, you bring in a new defensive head coach in Corey Mace. That defense fell apart last year. They essentially gave up last year. So now I think the defensive side is where you're going to see a lot of the changes. But there's a position on the offense that everyone is all of a sudden watching around the CFL as a lot of teams looks like might be some new faces for a lot of them at the running back spot. Well, yeah, it's going to be really interesting when you have Brady Oliveira top of the table, AJ Ouellette is right up there. Um, you know, Kadeem Carey is a free agent. William Standback is a free agent. Jamal Morrow's not re-signed from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, there's a lot of action. Or they just go, oh, well, maybe not the interest I thought there was, and they all re-sign with their teams. Although it doesn't sound like Jamal Morrow uh, will be back with the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But as, if we're going to start at running back, we got to start with the rumor from Dave Naylor that the Riders are – have interest, significant interest in William Standback. As much as Ryder Nation would probably rather have Brady Oliveira and AJ Ouellette, who knows if they want to pay the money that those two might uh, command. But I'll tell you what, William Standback has been, I think, one of the best running backs in the CFL over the last couple of years. He He's a truck as well as AJ Ouellette and Brady Oliveira. Um, uh, that would be a, maybe the third-place prize, but that's a pretty good third-place prize. If it is William Stanback, I still think there is a chance they go with A.J. Ouellette. I'm fully expecting Brady Oliveira to go back home to Winnipeg, but, yeah, running back's going to be an interesting carousel. Yeah, I, I, I will be shocked if Brady Oliveira actually leaves anywhere. I mean, I guess if someone offers him the right price tag, hey, anything's possible, but hometown kid there, I think he wants to win another Grey Cup with uh, the Bombers there as the starter running back this time around. And William Standback is interesting based on the price tag. I am very interested if they do, because they re-signed Frankie Hickson. Do they view Frankie Hickson as a guy who could be the starter in the next couple years? And then you kind of can start to bridge it by not giving him the full starter load right away. You bring in William Standback and then... If he gets hurt, you feel confident Frankie Hickson or if William Standback maybe doesn't take the the full load like he has in previous years with Montreal. Then you can have a good one-two punch because I think those guys will complement each other very well. And the fact that they both kind of run similarly and run the way that I think that this offense wants to run. We said earlier, I, way when they first hired Mark Mueller and Corey Mace, when you look at the running backs they've had, They've been bruisers. They've been guys who run downhill in the middle of the line. Kadeem Carey, Calgary, A.J. Ouellette, Andrew Harris. And so that's why the Jamal Morrow fit. I was starting to think maybe that is not kind of where they want to go with the running back spot. Maybe they want more of a bruiser. 
and that's where I go with when you when you talk about links. AJ Ouellette played in Toronto. He'll know Corey Mace, um, but Kadeem Carey is a free agent, and he would know very well Corey Mace and Mark Mueller. Like, there's a lot of ties here, and in CFL free agency, you can see some of the coaches that you trickle over. And Kadeem Carey's a heck of a running back. Now, mm-hmm. a little bit of injury last year, but uh, it is there's a plethora of them. Now, it's going to be interesting. Do you buy the running backs are a dime a dozen? Can, sh- should the riders not spend big money? Go out, spend the money on Dalton Schoen. Spend the money on other big-name players. Darius Pickett, Jamal Peters is a free agent. All these defensive players you were talking about. Why spend the money on a running back when, allegedly, they're a dime a dozen? You see the, the, what's going on in the NFL, too, where running backs just aren't valued as high as they think they are because, well, kick a rock at a university, and there's three of them. I mean, allegedly is the right word because the owners and GMs like to say that, but a a team that has good success has a great running back, and they find them. Not every person you bring in ends up doing that. Like the, the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey. The Dallas Cowboys were a good example of they didn't have that kind of bell cow guy who could go through the middle with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard had a great year, but they were missing a vital ingredient in that offense for Dallas. And that was a bruising running back. And so I do think that there is a lot of uh, a reason to spend money on a running back. At the same time, though, I get that there are multiple running backs coming out of college. There's only so many spots in the NFL. And that is a position that you see a lot of running backs, like a lot of really talented guys in college. But it doesn't always translate. So I would... If I'm making a push this year, I would be willing to go out and spend the money on a, a big running back because I think that's the best way to run this offense as of now. We'll see. I, I don't know what Mark Mueller has in store, but I think a rough, strong run game will very much help out, uh, especially a young offensive coordinator. Well, who would you rather spend your money on? I would spend it on A.J. Ouellette. I think he's that good and I just, I'm worried that in order to get Brady Oliveira away from Winnipeg, you're going to have to overpay him. And that's where the price is going to maybe get up too much for him. But I think A.J. Willette, an American guy, I like the way he runs, would be who I would want to go out and get. I, I'm i more of the, I buy into the, the running backs like, who is A.J. Olette? Who is James Butler? Who is Jamal Morrow? Who is Kevin Brown? Who is Kadeem Carey, Diedrich Mills? Who's Mizell? Who's, you know, Walter Fletcher has shown well. Devontae Williams just got a contract extension. Uh, before that, it was, you know, William Powell. It was, now, the Canadians, like Andrew Harrison, Brady Oliveira, those guys are the rare finds that help you with your ratio, of course. But when you go through the Rough Riders history, they they've been able to find running backs. I like I'd much rather spend my money on Dalton Schoen. Jamie, Jamie, like, who who were the running backs in the Grey Cup this year? William Standback and Brady Oliveira. Who were the other uh who were the running backs outside those teams in the uh West Division S East Division finals? Uh well BC had what was it, Mizell and um well, yeah, it was AJ Ouellette. And, a good yeah, running and, back is a real function of a lot of those teams. But look at all nine teams. I just mentioned them all. 
Like people like Jamal Morrow, Devontae Williams, William Stanback, A.G. Ouellette, James Butler and Hamilton, Brady Oliveira, Kadeem Carey. Like all nine teams had running backs who can, can run the ball. And that's why I'm like, do you want to spend a big chunk of your free agent money on a running back when I think in the CFL with nine teams has shown you can go find a running back for a, a cheaper ticket like Frankie Hickson? You, you're the. What do you? You're one of the. I'm <laughs> I surprised love Frankie Hickson. Pre, I'm surprised you're not preaching from the mountaintop that they should just make Frankie Hickson the number one if, running back. If they went there, what they I'd have. be all for it. I'd be all for it if they named Frankie see, Hickson the number spend one. Your money on a Darius Pickett and who else is in Toronto? Let's just go through the Toronto free agents. A Darius Jamal, Pickett, Jamal Peters. Jamal, Jamal Peters, Sean Oakman, build up your defense. Go after Dalton Schoen. Go after Lucky Whitehead if you want to. Go after this guy. Like, there's offensive linemen. That's what I'm saying. Do you want to pay a big ticket item on a running back in free agency when you can? Like, it's exciting. Like, it, wow, AJ Ouellette, that would be a huge Brady Oliveira. Now, Brady Oliveira is the guy I'd spend the money on because you have Thomas Burchard and Houdon, and you can flip the ratio a little bit. And with all the Canadians, you could have every single starting Canadian on the offense and an all-American defense if you go that route. Now, that would be a valuable ticket for me for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But if you're going to go American running back, I I wouldn't pay big dollars. I'd rather have a budget, a budgeted guy like Kadeem Carey or a, William Stanback. I don't think he's going to get huge, huge money like A.J. Ouellette might get in free agency um so i i buy into like even in the nfl you see all these like third fourth round running back picks all of a sudden boom come out of nowhere and they're fantastic football players so like josh jacobs was like the second string guy in alabama he's one of the best running backs in the, the nfl that's why you look at okay there's so many colleges with so many running backs Go find one. You should be able to find one um, for the Canadian Football League. But that's just me. You... <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Now, if A.G. Ouellette signs, welcome to Saskatchewan. Um, I like sure, but <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see where else the money is spent on priority. I don't see this team's number one priority being running back. No, no, I really don't. You're right. It's it's not running back. That you you are right in saying that that's the big splash, but there there are other holes that are more glaring when you look like, at this team. American receiver. They just signed Sean Bain Jr., but last year was Tevin Jones. I know they have a good depth of Canadians, but you saw the injuries impact them. And I'm looking at that American depth chart, going, "Ooh, okay." Like Tim White is available. Dalton Schoen is available. Lucky Whitehead is available. Like this is all of as of this recording, um, but I, that's a bigger hole to me than running back because I, I'm, I'm with. I like Frankie Hickson. I think we've she, we've seen he can he can pop man. Uh, he has the ability to do it. And they only have three running backs under contract right now. I imagine that depth chart's going to start to fill out right mm -hmm. away. Yeah, once, uh, of course, after the NFL draft and stuff, that's when you start to get some of these guys who come through. Never know. They might be relying on someone to step up at training camp again. It, what was it? The past two seasons, they have uh, the, uh, Jacob Prawl uh, two years ago. He, he, they, he was a guy who didn't work out, but 
they found in training camp. Uh, Jared Stearns kind of came in this year, right? And he uh, had some moments, so I'm not sure exactly if he takes the next step or not. And, and so American wide receiver, yeah, I mean, Dalton Schoen's going to set the market. It is going to be very interesting to see where he goes and are the riders in on that? They released Jake Winicky. That opens up some space. They restructured, obviously, Trevor Harris's contract. If you choose to go with Frankie Hickson, you have even more cap space because it's going to take a uh, the Brinks truck to get Dalton shown somewhere, I think. Of course, always tweet us at GreenZoneSK. You can tell me or Britain or both that we are out to lunch and they should spend their money here rather than there in CFL free agency. Uh, but, yeah, um, the offensive side of the ball is a, is still a work to be done on the, the offensive line. Um, I, I like their interior, Philip Blake, Peter Godber, Logan Furland. Um, I like that interior, Zach Fry behind them. Logan Bandy has experience. Um, Noah Zare will be interesting to see what he shows. They have some depth there. Can they work on their tackles? Jamarcus Hardrick is a potential free agent right now. That would be a big ticket <laughs> on the right side of that offensive line and that right tackle spot with Jamarcus Hardrick. And Ryder fans would love that even more because you take something away from Winnipeg, right? <laughs> that would be just the Here's extra. The thing. He, start, he started his career in Saskatchewan. They let yeah. him go. So that's that. But there, there's, there's some holes on both sides of the ball that the Riders... Now, will the Riders, do you think, be the... Ottawa's probably going to be the busiest, spend the most money. They have some cap room, but I think the Riders will be in the mix. I think I think you're right. Yeah, Ottawa should be very busy. But Saskatchewan, with how things have gone recently, I think you have to be busy because you're, you, you're, you're resetting the culture again. We talked about uh, when uh, the Chris Jones guys... They were there, Dickinson there, kind of the culture shifts a little bit more. Now you have a completely new head coach and a new staff who weren't there for any of these guys uh, when they uh, started. And now you're resetting the culture, and you do that by making probably a lot of moves and bringing in some of those guys who want the culture that you know you want to set. And so, yeah, I'm a, it's going to be busy for agency day, which I am more than happy to have rather than just – the sitting around waiting and refreshing to see if the riders have done anything. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, and of course it starts uh, the week of the fourth to the 11th. It's the negotiating window in the CFL. That's last year. That's when it was like, Oh, Trevor Harris is talking to the riders. Cody Fajardo is talking to Montreal. Um, where's Peter Godberg going? Uh, Sean Bain Jr. Jake Winicky. All these rumors were going on that negotiating window week and so from the 4th to 11th, a lot of news is going to come down. And thank goodness, Britain Gray, they have done this. I'm so happy about it that it's not like, oh, noon. And then you just wait. We don't know anything about anybody. And But now there's kind of a buildup until that officially unveiling and guys are flown in and they're there and there's news conferences. Mm -hmm. This generates way more heat uh, for the Canadian Football League. Unfortunately, it will be during Super Bowl week. Yeah, during Super Bowl week, a lot of uh, a lot of attention will be on there. But uh, like you said, this, this is the right move for the CFL to do this and at least stay in the spotlight a little bit and kind of increase that 
uh, excitement around free agency day and that, okay, these are the changes. Make it official. Let's get going. Yeah. <laughs> uh- Okay, uh, we spent we, we barely touched on the offensive line. I, I did say Jermarcus Hardrick mm-hmm. uh, is available, but when you look around, like veteran Chris Van Zeal is available. It's still again Hunter Stewart is available uh, as of right now. Jeff Gray in Winnipeg is a Canadian offensive lineman that's available, but best last name in sports. <laughs> Okay, uh, we'll just leave that aside. What, are you related? No, no. You're like a foot shorter than him. That would be a heck of a family <laughs> reunion photograph. Um, but, uh, it, but as always, in the CFL, people lock up their Canadian offensive linemen. So yes. uh, I'll be interested to see where the riders go because Philip Blake's back. As I mentioned, I ran through the Canadian offensive linemen. I think their need is the tackle spots. I want the American tackles uh, more than the Canadian interior guys. I like Logan Furlan. Peter Godbrew was excellent. Philip Blake is excellent. I think Zach Fry's got, you know, a future in this league. So, uh, and of course they have the third overall pick with some very talented offensive linemen that could be available as well. Yeah, uh, Colin Kelly was someone who I thought they might bring back. I thought he did a, a fairly good job when he was healthy, then suffered the injury. So maybe work is being done there but i mean they have a lot of young guys right logan bandy uh logan furland noah zare uh uh zach fry part Mm -hmm. of me just me kind of thinking about it and formulating logan furland played pretty decent at the tackle spot when he had to be put out there and we know how high they are on zach fry Maybe they bring Zach Fry into the interior of the offensive line and maybe they see what Logan Furlan can do out at tackle. He's got good he's got good uh reach, uh, yes. Logan Furlan. Like he's his arm span's pretty good for a tackle. Um but um you, you know Jeremy O'Day, he wants he wants his two American tackles, man. Which I don't get. I've <laughs> I don't understand it, but they, they seem intent on that's how he wants to build the team. I was I was screaming forever to get Philip Blake at a tackle spot and go four Canadians along the offensive line. Never happened. Even though if you know Philip Blake, I forget. What did he do in twenty twenty two before he came to Saskatchewan? All oh, right, he locked down the left tackle spot of the Toronto Argonauts on their road to the Grey Cup. But yeah, let's not put him at tackle. That's that's how silly would that be uh, to help us with the ratio? There, there was a lot of times someday. with last year's team where we thought it was pretty silly where they were had some of these guys lining up in the. <laughs> well, you pointed out the you pointed out on the green zone this week, like you moved Lanier to end. Now they're moving him back to tackle. Yeah, which makes sense. Uh, they moved Moncrief was playing eighty five different positions, and I didn't know what he was half the time. I don't think he knew what he was. <laughs> Uh, half the time on that defense. And it just like, what is going on with the different position groups? Key and Schaefer Baker, let's, or Sam Emelis, let's have him on as far away from the quarterback as possible when he should be one of the slot backs with Key and Schaefer Baker, those types of things. I'm, I'm interested to see how everything lines up with Mark Mueller and where he puts people because in Calgary, you know where they put their big guys. Their big guys were as close to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like 
like Bagleton and those guys, they they're they're bigger receivers. They were slots. They weren't putting them on the outside. Their outside guys were like more quicker dudes. Uh, Mark and Michelle, Sean Bing Jr. was an outside guy there. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how they line up uh, come training camp. We'll have to wait for that, of course, but uh, with with Mark Mueller uh, running the offense. Um, let's get to quarterback. Before we go to the defense and potential free agents there, Mason Fine, eh? We haven't talked. We haven't done the podcast since Mason Fine yes. is back as the backup quarterback. Not Jake Dolagala. Jeremy O'Day says they uh, they turned on the fil- film and they looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And the coaching staff decided that the best option is still Mason Fine over Jake Dolagala. So it looks like Jake Dolagala is out. He might sign in Calgary, apparently, as some of the rumors going around out mm-hmm. around the CFL. I can understand. There's a lot of Ryder fans disappointed in that, and I can understand it. Um, but I'm of two thoughts. One is, come on, there's nobody better. And the other is, maybe with a different coach, Mason Fine can actually find his game because he was all he was on the Riders' neck list forever. They liked him that much with the mean green in North Texas. Well, he threw for a lot of yards at the mean green, like a, right, a very uh, talented college quarterback, and the numbers were there. It just hasn't translated yet. And like you said, now, I said, maybe I'm reading too much into the language Jeremy O'Day used. Maybe he just was talking and, like, didn't mean it this way. But he said Mason Fine is coming in to compete for the number two spot. Not that we brought him in for to be the number two, to compete for the number two spot. I I hope they say Keen Schaefer-Baker is coming in to compete (laughs) for a starting reason. This whole team... Needs competition, and the, this whole team needs it. Yes, but there's, we're talking about quarterbacks right now. <laughs> you can make arguments wherever. I still think you. I don't think you do, but I think there's a little something with Shea Patterson with his athletic ability and what I saw in training camp last year. I don't think he was ever made for a short yardage quarterback. He's an athletic guy, but kind of a smaller quarterback, athletic, smaller guy. I don't think short yardage was where they, he needed to be used. And I'm wondering if, because he, he was with, in the CFL, then he went to the USFL and stuff. If he 100% commits to being a CFL quarterback and not worried about maybe where the next opportunity to get to the NFL could be, I think he could turn into one because of his athletic ability and he made some good tosses. However, I know there's a lot of people who have seen it and don't see it yet, but I'm interested to see what Mark Mueller does with him because Jeremy O'Day said the coaching staff is actually really excited about what Shea Patterson can do, and they think he just needed more of an opportunity to show it. Well, we saw it in training camp. Like last year's training camp, there was a few days where we thought Shea Patterson should be the number two guy. Mm-hmm. Like He was out, he was outshining fine and Dolagal at training camp. Uh, like Trevor Harris was by far the best quarterback they had, but there were days where you're like, Ooh, Shea Patterson, number, Ooh, number five, another good throw, another good throw. And they made him a short yardage guy. He lost his job because he wasn't good at it. And Tony Pipkin is really good at it. Yes. Uh, running that short yardage. So um, yeah, I'll, again, it should be a competition. 
I, I hated the way they practiced and prepared because there was seemed like there was a lack of competition on the practice field uh, with the riders. So have at her. I just want, I want a fifth guy in and a, not a veteran, a new person to come in and learn the system and see what happens. Like after training camp, it should be Trevor Harris, QB2, Antonio Pipkin, and a young guy. I don't, I don't, it makes no sense to me if you're going to have Shea Patterson and Mason Fine come out of training camp. I, I would, with one guy on the practice roster. I would agree because at this point in their careers, you have to, they have to at least be backup worthy to keep them uh, around. And so I will, Jeremy O'Day said it's, it doesn't sound like they'll sign a, a fifth quarterback, but I, I just think you, you, once the draft's done, you see who's out there, you, you bring in someone, someone's going to excite you, right? Well, that's how you found the next one. Yeah. By bringing in the next one. Like, come on, Mason Fine and Shea Patterson aren't the next one. I, I, but right now they're a good plate. They're an okay placeholder, just in case. Like, if if they don't bring in another one, then what what are you doing? You need to. You, Trevor Harris is thirty eight. Yeah, like, just coming off a major knee injury. You need to find some quarterbacks. Um, and hey, for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Mason Fine and Shea Patterson, they could prove us wrong, right? Cody Fajardo proved us wrong. Cody so, Fajardo won football games true. for two straight years. True. But the, what I'm saying is like, we're saying that they're not the next one. Hey, go prove us wrong, right? It's up to them to kind of show us that they are. Yeah, like Cody Fajardo, his first year as a starter, he popped. Very good. Like, he was like, wow. Well, where, like, how was this guy? A, we have never seen that from Shea Patterson or Mason Fine, though Shea Patterson has a lot less uh, um, opportunity mm-hmm. uh, than Mason Fine has. Um, okay. Uh, so we go from offense, def- their special teams, thankfully, is all settled. Like Jorgen Hughes, Korzak, Lother, and Mario Alford. Set. Not looking at anything special <laughs> teams-wise. Don't have to worry um, about it. Yeah, perfect. Done. Uh, defense. The defensive line, I'm looking at going, okay, Anthony Lanier back in the middle, of course. Charbel DeBeer is there. Miles Brown. Uh, they haven't signed DeMarcus Christmas. The end spots are interesting mm-hmm. because Albright and Cox Jr. are there. They're, of course, they're going to sign some Americans. Do you think they make a play for a defensive end anywhere for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Like, when you when you look around out there, I'm like, uh, I I don't know where exactly they go to find a defensive line. Although, Mr. Grey Cup, I believe Jagera Davis is still available, is he not? Uh, Jagera Davis, uh, Jackson Jeffcoat has not signed, and it looks like he's at least going to see what other teams will offer. So that's Matthew a Betts possibility. Hasn't Matthew Betts hasn't re-signed. I think they're going to bring someone in. I liked Christian Albright at the end of the season. I liked how he popped at certain points and he looked good. Uh, Brian Cox Jr., there's the injury concern, right? He, he looked good, got hurt for most of the year, and had some flashes, but there's the injury concern. So And Pete Robertson's not under contract right now. I don't know if they're going to extend him or not. But I do think that they will go out and, if hey, if you're not spending money on a running back, Jackson Jeffcoat, I think, could be a very good player for this team still, even though he's been around for a little bit now. 
Yeah, Pete Robertson, of course, is one of the Riders' defensive linemen. They haven't re-signed yet for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But I think a lot more of the attention for what the Riders are going to do is going to be at linebacker. Micah Tights hasn't re-signed. Larry Dean hasn't re-signed. Of course, they uh, signed, uh, re-signed C.J. Rebus, uh, but they also signed McLaren, who can play Sam. was a pretty good Sam linebacker as well uh, when he was, had time there. So they might, who knows, Rebus might be able to play defensive back depending on they go. But Adarius Pickett's still out there. Hasn't signed. He keeps teasing where he should play. <laughs> but he's a Sam linebacker too, but he's a bigger Sam linebacker. And you can move, I imagine you can move him to Will and it'd be just fine. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. I, there is going to be some Argos who will be joining Corey Mace, I think. I just get that feeling with the way that players went from Calgary to Toronto to join him. I think Toronto Saskatchewan is a possibility because he's just that type of personality. And he's you, you hear it from any player who's ever played with him or been coached by him. You want to run through a wall for this guy. You like uh, the way he coaches you. And so I think one or two at least will be making the trek over. Well, remember, there was the tweet from AJ Ouellette. Where's the party going to be? He added, or no, sorry, Zadarius Pickett. And he added Jamal Peters and AJ Ouellette mm-hmm. to that. They're all still free agents. You might get your wish, have A.J. Electromall Peters and Darius Pickett as Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Just, just speculating. Or by the time we post this, the next day they sign with the Toronto Argonauts. And <laughs> oof, we're going to have to delete that's, this whole thing. That's the podcast curse. You say something in the podcast, <laughs> the next day it no longer is uh, worth it. Yeah, right when we're done recording this, we're going to check Twitter and it's going to be like, oh, no. Just uh, Britain, just get back on yeah, here. We got to redo the whole thing. Live reaction podcast. Our podcast was so wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another note about the linebackers. Uh, Zacoby McLean is going to be a name to kind of watch the linebacker they signed from uh, Auburn. Uh, he is he's very good. If you watch some of his college tape, he is quick and can get uh, to the spot quickly. And I mean, Auburn, that's a powerhouse of a school, right? So he's, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to come in and be a CFL starter, but he's one of those guys who maybe, right now, it's like, okay, the writers, he's like a little a note at the end of an article. He might be turned into a player at some point for this team. Yeah, I love those signings. Like, I, I love, like, those, those are the guys, that's how you win in the CFL. Um, you can you can win through free agency. Of course, the Montreal Alouettes did it, but they did it midway through the season, adding Sean Lemon and um, Darnell Sankey, of course. But who who was their top play? Like Austin Mack. Who the heck was Austin Mack? He was a February signing where it was like, yeah, they've signed this guy. Hmm, okay. Like, that's, that's fine. Whatever. Um, Tyrese Beverett has turned into one of the top linebackers. He was like this guy. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't like they went out and like make sure you get this guy and pay big dollars for him. They just that's you need great scouting. You need great uh, people out there giving you references. Look at this guy. You need great connections in the United States. Saying I got this player. He's the backup linebacker, but 
when he got in, here's his film. Wow, he pops. He's not going to get an NFL look. Maybe you could use him. Those are the things uh, that help you win championships. So as much as we talk about free agency and it's there's going to be some big names that probably get signed in Saskatchewan, it's those type of guys who really make the difference in becoming Grey Cup champions uh, for the Rough Riders. And, and his nickname's the Ricochet Rabbit after the cartoon. Yeah, Sheriff. I saw that. <laughs> I, I never watched that cartoon, no, but apparently. I have no idea what that reference was. I saw Ricochet Rabbit, and I'm like, I'm too old. I think I'm too old to get this reference. I, I think you might be. Apparently, it's from the cartoon show, the Magilla Gorilla Show. There was a, a rabbit. I think it's from the 60s. <laughs> okay, I'm too young to know what that should, for, That's been a while since I said I'm too young to know the reference. What was your go-to? I'm sorry. What was your go-to cartoon growing up, Britain? I mean, Scooby-Doo. But then, I mean, there was also. I also grew up in the the big Pokemon, Digimon, kind of all those Ooh. shows. That's kind of what. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. There's there's a few, but there is nothing better than the raccoons. The raccoons. <laughs> the raccoons was top notch like top have you you know what i'm talking about have you seen the raccoons i i know what you're talking about i I've, i don't know if i've really watched it but i know what you're referring to oh man at me on twitter if you disagree but the raccoons was classic cartoon television um i, I don't think it, uh, fraggle rock wasn't really a cartoon that was more like puppets uh but that was another one uh, sorry for the uh, complete and utter distraction of what was going on. Um, so, but where were we? We were talking about linebackers. Yes, linebackers, and uh, just we were pretty much just saying that the Toronto Argonauts expect some defensive guys to make their way to Saskatchewan. Oh, that's where I want to go. Uh, um, who's the DB? Jamal uh, Peters. Yes. They have a pretty good secondary right now, right? Like the right, like if CJ Revis, I don't know what they do with Sam. Maybe if they sign a Darius Pickett, you move CJ Revis into the secondary. Uh, but you have, I, I really like Williams uh, last year. Um, he was great. Roland Milligan's going to be healthy. Jaden Dalkey, love that guy at safety. He brings it all the time. Jackson Ford is a good backup. But Amari Henderson, Clemens, they signed Tremaine Washington last year. He didn't really do much. So there's that um, strong side, you know, far side defensive back spots. Like, you can tinker there, I think, that, with the Jamal yeah, Peters. Especially with uh, the release of Nick Marshall. I, there is a spot open. I think Amari Henderson will be the uh, will be that halfback and then it's that cornerback. I think that's where Jamal Peters can fit because – they said Williams, Milligan, uh, Dalkey, Henderson, and then there's that kind of other spot where you look at competition, and that's why I would bring in, like, Jamal Peters, bring in the competition. Force some of these other guys to step up their game. We saw it last year with Amari Henderson. He's a good example of a guy who you kind of questions about early in the season. They signed mm -hmm. Trumaine Washington, and all of a sudden, Amari Henderson turned into one of their most consistent defenders out there, especially after Roland Milligan got hurt. So, um, I'll be, yeah, there's, there's 
a lot of good options around the Canadian Football League heading into a CFL free agency. But there's holes at linebacker, at a DB, maybe D-line, O-line. There's spots Jeremy O'Day needs to tinker. I was asked this question today. I'm going to ask it to you. Today, as of the recording of this podcast, how many wins do the Riders get? <laughs> today, just today. And I'm going to ask you, when we do our post-free agency show, I'm going to ask you again. So I said seven. And the person looked at me like, whoa, only seven? And I said, well, what? How has is, how is this team gotten better other than the coaching staff than they were last year? They haven't. And they've lost some people. So I need to see all the additions all the before I start piling on wins for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So I said seven. See, I get what you're saying about we. I I need to see it too. I hate, I hate doing it this out like before free agency, giving a prediction because I don't no, know. The, no, this isn't but, a prediction. This isn't a prediction because we're going to redo it on the after the free agency and see where we come up with after seeing all the other teams it, and how things go. If I stick to my theory that the biggest thing holding back this team last year was a coaching issue. And I gave them no. And I gave them what was I? I was at ten wins last year. I was at ten. Yeah. I'll go eight (laughs) for now. I might bump that up for now if they get the players who we're looking at. I fully expect to bump that up from my seven, (laughs) like after free agency. I fully expect to be closer to nine you were there I, I think that was you was that you when i went through the entire schedule win loss win loss i've already yeah. done this ladies and gentlemen that's how much of a cfo geek i am is i went win loss win loss through the entire schedule and i think i ended up at nine and nine for the rough riders i'm Did pretty you have sure them in third I, I was there it was either third was or a, the crossover it was a crossover they would cross over it was a tie with edmonton and they crossed over uh, to the east, or Edmonton crossed over one of the two, but it was a tie with Edmonton. Sorry to Stampeder fans, you were last um, <laughs> with BC and Winnipeg leading the charge in the West Division. So, um, but I, I that's where I'm probably going to end up is at nine wins for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this year. But I'm just seeing. So you're at seven, I'm at eight right now, but that'll grow by a win and, or two once free agency wraps it all hinges on Trevor Harris's health. There is not a quarterback mm-hmm. right now who I would think would be able to replace him to the to the level they would need to. Right now. Okay, uh, th- this is the first time we've uh, talked since all the coaching changes and all the stuff. Well, we since they hired Corey Mason, they've made the entire coaching staff official for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I like this staff. It is a young staff. A lot of former players, a lot of players, a lot of guys who are closer to their careers than further away from their careers. I see a relatable staff uh, coming into the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. uh, And I think some youthful enthusiasm will be coming from this coaching staff through the 2024 season. I I think you're right. I I like the moves. I like that they didn't... uh go out and pick the safe hire, right? Was that they wanted to go out and even 
it, throughout the interview process, it essentially came down to Corey Mace or Buck Pierce. Both of those, I think, are great hires. Either way, you would have went because it's a new face, new ideas, and a fresh injection of, I think, positivity again into this franchise with uh, everything that's gone on. It's a lot of people are feeling down with with everything, and I. And I am hope I, I want to see them do well because they're they're all very personable and they all uh, seem to be very good people. But I mean, it, it's you have to show us. I it's really tough when people ask me, "What's the team going to look like? How how's Corey Mace going to do?" It's like come back in week five and I'll tell you how well the Corey Mace team is looking. I can I come back in twenty twenty five to see how things are looking uh, because. And, and Corey Mace was open and honest about it, about setting benchmarks and setting, like, what's your timetable to turn this thing around? I don't have a timetable. Like, yeah, he wants it to be this year, but who are the players that they're going to be able to bring in in free agency? Where, how do they fit this puzzle together? There's no sense making promises. It's football, and plus injuries and everything else. So I, I liked, I like how real he is. Mm-hmm. He's not there blowing smoke up our you-know-whats. Um, it is, hey, this is professional football. It's hard to win. Uh, we're going to do the best we can. I, he believes in himself, and he'll believe in the players. And from there, there they go. I've been impressed with just the small conversations I've had with Corey Mace, but he's always uh, been impressive. And I can't wait to see what Mark Mueller does on his own without running Dave Dickinson's offense, right? Mm-hmm. He can run Mark Mueller's offense here in Saskatchewan. Yeah, it is. Uh, and like when I say what well, we'll know what it looks like, it doesn't necessarily be wins, but I want to see a team believing in themselves again. And for the last few seasons, during the seven-game losing streaks, it felt like the team didn't have belief in themselves anymore. They said they I did, to, but... I want to go to a practice and be enthused when I leave. Mm-hmm. Not checking my pulse to see if... There's anything there, um, but that, but you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, few weeks to see how they build this team uh, with CFL free agency. Uh, thanks for listening to the Blitz podcast. We'll have you covered CFL free agent day on the thirteenth. Check out our social media at Green Zone SK, of course, uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Please, please do because Meta, mm, we're really good. Uh, shut down the Green Zone Facebook page. You can find us, the Jamie Nye, the Sports Guy Facebook page. Uh, go give that a like and a follow on Facebook uh, to get all the daily updates on what's on the show and the podcast and all the other stuff uh, that we do on the Green Zone. And Britton Gray, go find the raccoons, watch some videos, <laughs> do your research. We'll circle back later on the greatness of the raccoons uh, back in the day. Um, that's it for us on the Blitz podcast. Again, uh, check us out February 13th online on the air uh, with the free agent frenzy. Britain, uh, you have a fantastic evening. You as well.